0: we can all listen to the sunny side of sports great show bro this is sunny side of sports right here on the
1: voice of america
2: voice of america sporty greetings to all our voice of america listeners this is voa's sunny young in washington welcome to the february 8th edition of Of the sunny side of sports, let's give a sunny side of sports salute to Los Angeles Lakers superstar LeBron James, who on Tuesday night became the National Basketball Association's all-time scoring leader. I never, ever
3: talked about being an all-time scorer in NBA history. It's never even been a thought of mine until I just, I guess I start seeing my... My numbers get closer and closer. I was like, oh,
2: wow. Oh, wow. LeBron broke a scoring mark that had stood for nearly 40 years. He passed the previous record set by Kareem Abdul Jabbar by scoring 38 points in a 133 to 130 loss to the visiting Oklahoma City Thunder. LeBron now has 38,390 career points. Three points more than kareem now kareem's signature shot was the sky hook but lebron broke his record on a turnaround fadeaway jump shot with about 11 seconds left in the third quarter in los angeles i know
3: a lot of people wanted me to go to the sky hook to break the record or or one of my signature dunks uh but my fadeaway was a signature play as well and uh i was able to get it and, and um, it touched nothing but the bottom of the net.
2: <laughs> nothing but net. LeBron says it was just an incredible feeling after he made his record-breaking shot tonight. I actually
3: felt like I was like sitting on top of the arena tonight uh, when that shot went in, and, and the the roar from the from the crowd. I'm not sure if I will be able to feel that feeling again.
2: Meanwhile, the feeling among Lakers fans was one of excitement and anticipation during LeBron's record-breaking pursuit. Just a few hours before tip-off Tuesday night, two courtside seats were listed on Ticketmaster for $75,000 each. Yes, you had to be a high roller or a big defender to watch lebron meanwhile lebron talks about the pressure he felt during his record breaking campaign didn't press myself um
3: didn't you know overexude too much energy um you know when it comes to um you know the record um i felt pretty good um i felt in a good rhythm um and once i get in a good rhythm then i feel like i make any shot on the floor
2: LeBron hugged the previous record holder, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who came out onto the floor after the record-breaking shot. In a statement, Kareem said, and I quote, LeBron's career is one of someone who planned to dominate this game. He had the size and the talent to step right into the NBA, and he immediately had his effect. It's gone on for 20 years now. He has that indefinable essence that you call leadership that people want to get behind him. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar saluting LeBron James. With more on LeBron James and his record-breaking career, here's the AP's
0: Norman Hall. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar overtook Wilt Chamberlain's scoring record in 1984. Johnson looking for Kareem. He passes, but later that year the man who would surpass jabbar was born in akron ohio lebron james went from prep school to the pros at 19. james would play 11 years in cleveland with a four-year break in miami where he impressed coach Eric Spolstra with his work in games and practice. He doesn't get bored with that process. You know, you can tell he's like a computer. Laker coach Darvin Ham says James still works hard at being a complete player at age 38. He's just a kid who's, who's grown before our eyes in the last 20 years at this level has done done nothing but play the right way and make the play that's in front of him. NBA commissioner Adam Silver says James breaking the record is impressive because of his style of play. I think it makes it that much more special that um that he rather be known for his assists than his baskets. James's achievements include 4 NBA championships and 2 Olympic gold medals. I Norman Hall.
2: Thanks Norman. I mentioned Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being courtside in Los Angeles on Tuesday night. Other celebrities who were in attendance were the actor Denzel Washington, rapper Jay-Z, and boxer Floyd Mayweather. And LeBron's family was also there for the big occasion. LeBron's mother, Gloria, was in Los Angeles. LeBron's wife, Savannah. And let's not forget their three children, Bronnie. Bryce and Jury. Congratulations to LeBron James, the NBA's all time scoring leader. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America.
4: This is The Voice of America, Washington.
3: Hello! This is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Wake up!
5: Dance
3: this music! Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat.
6: Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC.
5: Sporty greetings. This is Masai Ujiri, the president of Toronto Raptors
2: Basketball, president of Giants of Africa Foundation. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Masai Ujiri's Giants of Africa Foundation is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year with a series of worldwide events. The foundation says since 2003, it has positively impacted more than 40,000 African youth in 17 countries through access to over 30 basketball courts and 80 basketball camps or clinics. The Giants of Africa Foundation is continuing with its Built Within program, a multi-year commitment to build 100 basketball courts across Africa. Last month, the foundation unveiled five new courts in Burkina Faso and Kenya. In addition, a court was built in Mogadishu, Somalia, a country that's been plagued by civil war and political instability. The Giants of Africa Foundation says a basketball court can uplift a community, unite youth, and provide job opportunities. Last year, the foundation inaugurated a new basketball court at Abaison, a suburb of Lagos, Nigeria. Among those on hand for the ceremony was the Giants of Africa's co-founder and director of basketball operations, Godwin Owengi. Well, in Nigeria,
4: this is our eighth eight court in Lagos. Overall, in the continent, yeah, we've been able to build courts um, You know, in Nigeria, in Burkina Faso, Kenya, in Tanzania. We've been to Senegal. We've been to... That we've been um we've been to congo so you know we've been able, okay we've been able to build courts in uh, i want to say maybe about more than seven countries in the continent
2: godwin owenji how would you describe the foundation's focus
4: it's all about the youth of africa uh, and most especially the youth of nigeria because that's where we're from and uh Without basketball courts, the development, you know, of the game of basketball won't be effective, you know. That's why the initiative of building 100 courts in the next several years, uh, that's why we put it in the forefront. And so far, there's been a good journey so far. we still got a a a long ways to go, but we're going to keep pushing ahead, push ahead until we hit 100.
2: Godwin, as the foundation pushes ahead, how about looking back a bit? and tell our sunny side of sports listeners how the foundation has grown and developed over the past 20 years
4: well we started our organization in 2003 you know we've been running we've been we've been running basketball camps uh, to develop the game, we'll be doing a lot of uh, outreach programs, you know, to enrich the lives of our youths in, uh, in the continent by way of leadership skills, by education. Sports is, is, is education as well. And uh, we, we, we always preach, I always tell this every time I speak to the press about parents supporting their kids whenever they want, they're interested in uh, playing whatever sports it is. They should support them 100% because
2: sports is a very important vehicle for the growth of, you know, of a child. That's Godwin Owingi, the co-founder of the Giants of Africa Foundation. And Godwin spoke with us from Lagos, Nigeria.
4: Sporty greetings. This is Godwin Owingi, co-founder of Giants of Africa, international scout with the Brooklyn Nets. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. D-O-A.
6: VOA Africa is your trusted source for news, sports, entertainment and music. Stay engaged with VOA Africa. We love to hear your voice. You can call us 24-7 on WhatsApp and leave a message. Leave comments, requests or greetings. We may play your message on VOA Africa. Dial the international code PLUS1 then, 202 3076 VOA Africa is always happy to hear your voice. The number again is the international code plus one. Then, 202 3076
2: VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to The Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. You can follow The Sunny Side of Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and at VOAAfrica.com. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOASunny. My Twitter handle is at VOA sunny sports. And if you go to voaafrica.com, You can listen online to the sunny side of sports and other VOA programs. Check out voaafrica.com. In African football news, 29 Nigerian referees recently received their badges to officiate in FIFA matches this year. Those decorated comprise FIFA referees, FIFA assistant referees, FIFA beach soccer referees, FIFA futsal referees, FIFA women referees, and FIFA women assistant referees. For reaction, Iron Mike Mbonier spoke with a Nigerian retired FIFA referee, Solomon, welcome up.
5: Yes, I think first of all, I'm very happy that Nigerian Football Association still retain the 29th slot with FIFA, which is composed of about seven referees, seven assistant referees, four female referees, three assistant female referees, of, of all of them. Then the futsal and the beach soccer. They are still maintaining the list. I think it's still a welcome development for Nigeria because even some of the big football nations do not still sustain that number of referees in the list. So for Nigeria to have still retained that slot, uh, it's a welcome development and we are still happy, which means we still have more people on the list out there. For the 29 referees
1: that received the badges to officiate FIFA matches this year, what should be done for them to be retained in subsequent years to officiate FIFA matches?
5: Of course, uh, the FIFA badges are for a year, just for a period of one year. And within that year, you are also expected to defend the badge for the next year. So for the badges that you see this year, it's expected to expire at the end of the year, which is 31st December 2023. By 1st January, FIFA will also come up with new lists. However, the list is not just made by FIFA, so which means between July to October, Nigeria is expected to also conduct another listing test, particularly for those on the list and aspirant ones. So those that couldn't make it will be dropped while forwarding the list for 2024 and will be replaced from the cream of the younger referees that we have aboard in Nigeria. So, basically, to defend your badge, you still need to do more, which is more of, first of all, it has to do with your physical fitness level. So you must be able to do the minimum physical requirement of what we call high-intensity tests. So you must have to undergo medical, Check which they have to take from the primary stage even to ecosystem to know how your heart rate and other things function. Then when a doctor certify you fit, then you now go to show the athletic area fit.
1: In recent times, Nigerian referees have not been selected by World Football Governing Body FIFA to officiate in some international football tournaments, specifically the last World Cup in Qatar and the one that will take place later in the year, the FIFA Women's World Cup. With this now, with these referees that have received by to officiate, is it good news for Nigerian
5: referees? Uh, it's always a uh, news that some of us uh, receive uh, with a mixed feeling, anyway. Uh, because even if we still retain the 29th slot, does it really translate to our performance at the international level? Because no matter how we look at it, if FIFA is selecting referees and we are not considered, meaning the number do not translate into our performance, so I think making the list is one thing. Also, living up to the standard that is expected by FIFA is another thing. So it's not just the issue of wearing the badge and going to the field. I have officiated the match like in nigeria we always say well how, how is the match oh very good it was successful how successful was the match technically because you'll be assessed by technical experts you can imagine where someone like colina will see to read there to look at your match if it is televised and then read your report and see how you write it so you know that you are before a professor and there are technical, a lot of technicality he expects to see you display So, it is not just uh, 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 roses for referees to say, I've wear the badge, no, you need to do more.
1: Yes, Solomon, amongst the referees that received the FIFA badges are four women, women. and uh, it's expected that maybe one day they will be called up to officiate in international matches. Do you see any of them being recognized or being given the call, the type that Salima Mukasanga of Rwanda received? Record that Salima Mukansanga made history by being one of the few women referees to officiate in a FIFA World Cup final. So amongst the Nigerian women referees, do you see any of them repeating defeat or getting the kind of invitation that Salima Mukansanga
5: got? I think we had one that actually broke through into the scene. Surprisingly, that is when I talk about uh, uh, the, the patient's madu. Remember, the the patient model in just her two years in the list was there in the women African Championship. I mean, in fact, and she has even gone up to Olympics. She was in the Olympics, and we were really proud that yes, yeah, she's really making us. And for a referee to have got to Olympics, that means she ordinarily should have made the list of the referees for the female uh, World Cup. So it was really challenging. But uh, one thing is that we must set our developmental program in place to see that we get... It's not that it's not on a, 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 a level that one cannot achieve. No, I don't want to believe that. After all, she also made it, so every other person could make it. But the thing is, there must be that commitment. Okay, there must be that commitment. You must be precise in your trainings and ensure that you are developing because I have always said it, the person you are meeting, as your assessor in your international matches, it's not your friend. even if he's your friend, all he wants is this. So yes, it's a feat that we can achieve if we really do it.
2: That's Solomon Wokoma, a Nigerian retired FIFA referee, and Solomon spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye in Port Harcourt, Nigeria.:
5: Sporty greetings. This is Wokoma Solomon Innocent as FIFA International Referee of the Nigerian Football Federation. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America.
2: Around the clock, The Voice of America keeps you in touch with the latest news. Tune in at the top of every hour, every day of the week for the five-minute VOA newscast. We bring you reports from our correspondents and interviews with newsmakers from across the world. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the world. VOA, your trusted source for news and information. The 57th Super Bowl of American-style football will be played Sunday, February 12th, near the western U.S. city of Phoenix, Arizona. The Kansas City Chiefs, two-time Super Bowl champions, will play the Philadelphia Eagles, who won their only Super Bowl title in 2018. The 57th Super Bowl has also informally been referred to as the Andy Reid Bowl. Why? Well, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid previously served as the head coach of the Eagles from 1999 to 2012. Andy Reid became the fifth head coach to face his former team in the Super Bowl.
4: The older guys, I've got
2: enough of them here that have been through it.
4: Um, They understand, and um, I'm banking on them uh, sharing their experience with the with the young guys
2: chiefs head coach andy Reid talks about experience one of his players defensive end carlos dunlap says he's well aware of coaches experience in philadelphia
4: being one of the winningest coaches there and here i feel like you know there's a lot of emotions in this game but at the end of the day it's the same game you've been playing since you were a kid so you gotta take it all in and execute
2: Also hoping to execute some good plays on Super Bowl Sunday is Eagles running back Miles Sanders. Miles played his college football at Penn State in Pennsylvania, and Miles says he would like nothing better than to give the city of Philadelphia its second Super Bowl trophy. I love the Philadelphia fans, and... I love how passionate they are, and I love how they
6: support us and, and travel and, and make us feel, you know, like that team all the way around. No matter what our record is, you know, they they're going they're going right uh, root for us. So, but uh, yeah, that's all I really want to do is just bring this this the city, this special city, a, a championship, and you know, and just live in our moment.
2: One of Philadelphia's defensive players is cornerback Darius Slay sizing up the Chiefs. He says with quarterback Patrick Mahomes and other players, the Chiefs have a lot of weapons. We just got to contain them. And, you know, uh, they got an amazing quarterback, great great receiver core, tight end core. Um, we just got to make play discipline ball, man. Uh, these guys are very talented, man. They've been here before. It's their third appearance here, so they're not you new to this. They uh, so. Uh, It'll be a great challenge, man, for us in the back end as well. As cornerback Darius Slay says, the Eagles are expecting a great challenge when they play the Chiefs on Super Bowl Sunday. The AP's George Tanner reports a new member of the Eagles – is ready for the challenge. Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown, who was picked up at a trade with the Titans prior to the 2022 draft, says he wanted to play in the Super Bowl for a long time.
1: This was always the expectation. When I got here in my first post-game speech, you know, I told him I don't want to put no pressure on him, but this is the goal. You know, um, This is why we play the game. You know, I'm not playing for individual awards, like playing the game to be the best and to hold that trophy up at the end. You know, so... Right now, we, we, we're right here. we at the door. We just got to go take it.
2: Brown set a regular season franchise record with 1,496 yards, but had just seven catches for 50 yards. In the two playoff games, the Eagles won by 55 points. George Tanner, Phoenix. Thanks, George. U.S. security officials are on high alert for Super Bowl 57. During a news conference, the U.S. Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, Ask the public to alert authorities if they see something out of place. If you see something, say something. We all have to be alert to a potential threat to make sure that it does not materialize. Every piece of merchandise, every piece of equipment is screened before it enters this facility. Uh, Visitors to this wonderful city are screened and vetted. That is what our U.S. Customs and Border Protection, our CBP, and TSA personnel do. The risks uh, can be simple and they can be sophisticated. We have our personnel from our countering weapons of mass destruction office, uh, chemical and biological threats. have depl- The individuals have deployed uh, their equipment to make sure that the air is safe and secure. That's Alejandro Mayorkas, the U.S. Homeland Security Secretary, and he was speaking in the western U.S. city of Phoenix, Arizona. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. Hello, I'm Carol Castiel,
6: host of Press Conference USA, VOA's Newsmaker Interview Program. Join us each Saturday and Sunday when we talk with authors, analysts, and policymakers who provide fresh insight on topics ranging from U.S. politics and foreign policy to science, culture, and global health. You can listen to Press Conference USA on the radio or online at voanews.com slash PCUSA. While you're visiting our website, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, We'd also love to hear from you. Just send an email to pcusa at voanews.com or connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash carolcastielvoa or on Twitter at carolcastielvoa. That's Press Conference USA every Saturday and
2: Sunday on The Voice of America. Thanks, Carol. Finally? There will be more than a few bets on Super Bowl Sunday. In fact, one out of every five Americans is expected to bet On the big game, the AP's Rita Foley tells us more.
3: Fifty million American adults plan to bet on the Super Bowl, wagering $16 billion in all, says the gambling industry. That's more than double the amount from last year, as the legal sports betting market continues to grow. So who are they betting on? The American Gaming Association survey finds they are evenly split, 44% like the Eagles and 44% like the Chiefs. The Eagles have been favorites on FanDuel. Kickoff time is 6.30 p.m. Eastern at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. I'm Rita Foley.
2: And that wraps up the February 8th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I get it. sunny young in Washington and that's the sunny side of sports